Welcome to the Master in a Game podcast with me, your host, Drew Broughton. I was really passionate about setting up a series of conversations which I felt would offer identification, hope, strength, and a guiding light to many. Mastering your inner game is not an easy path. It's not one that's about achieving money or status. It's about constantly looking in the mirror and improving the areas of ourselves that are stopping us, prohibiting us from fulfilling who we are at a core level. In relationships, in business, in sport, in all areas of our lives. There are many tools used when trying to become the best version of ourselves. Honesty and vulnerability, two of the most powerful. To be completely authentic. If there's one thing I've learned about my journey of nearly 30 years now in professional sport and self-development, it's that being truly authentic is the key. If you feel inspired, get identification, or feel passionate about anything you've heard here in these conversations, then please reach out to me. Also, use your own social media to spread the message. The true strength, true performance, lies in honesty, authenticity, and vulnerability. Enjoy listening. So welcome to another episode of The Gift is a Curse with me, Drew Broughton. Um, tonight, beautiful summer's evening here in England, sitting in... Um, pub garden in, in Woburn, Bedfordshire, um, the Black Horse, one of my favourite places, um, having lived here for a little while and and, uh, and also so close to, to Woburn Golf Club where we've just had a round, my, my guest and I today. So I'm with um, Michael Kitely. Mike, you right, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good to see you, mate. Yeah, and you. Uh, <laughs> so Mike and I have known each other since you were 17, 16, 17? 16, yeah, I was your, your boot boy, man. Yeah, my boot boy, yeah. So, and I'm four, yeah, and, and you're... Uh, Obviously, Mike, Mike's footballer, started at Spurs, a young lad, uh, then to Southend, who didn't think he would be make the grade. After a few appearances uh, into the non-league, turned it round, did exceptionally well. Um, I guess like modern-day likes of Jamie Vardy has done, got picked up by Wolves, who took him straight into the Championship. They won that into the Premier League and then moved to Stoke City under Tony Pulis for three years. Um, and then Burnley under that, you know, that, that, that almost transition where the club just completely reformed under Sean Dyche, part of that massive part of that loan spells at Watford Burton and then finishing off at South End and I, I can say sitting here today you're retired as of a few days ago really yeah yeah Just doing last the week yeah mm. yeah so it's a mad feeling but um, yeah how's that feel let's start there so 17 seasons as a pro 18 seasons it's uh it's scary because obviously you're going into the unknown um, but I'm also excited looking forward to a new chapter um, obviously football's been my life since I was five years old mm. um, so it's all I know mm. um, but I actually feel relieved um, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders because mm. I feel like the last couple of years um, I've not been able to perform the way that I performed in the past mm. and uh, um, physically physically mentally mentally as well yeah um, not putting you on the spot <laughs> no yeah well, why, um, why, why do you think that is I mean we, but so by 31 by about 31 32 you were finding it tougher to keep pulling those levels out of you yeah I think <coughs> to sustain in the in the in the elite level in the Premier League is, is very very difficult mm. um, and you know if I look back at my career I probably couldn't I couldn't do that for, for long enough what's the toughest part I never got to that elite level, and, and, and I, I, I have a lot of respect for anybody who did. Um, I think dedicating your, your whole life, but y you know, I felt like I did that from when I was sort of when I was at school, really. Mm. Um, as, as you said, starting at Spurs, mm. um, I had to be dedicated, and, and I wanted to be dedicated because it's all I wanted to do. Um, 
and I felt like that wear that wore off on me a little bit um, towards the end. Um, I feel like my children made me look at life a little bit differently. Mm. Where before before I had my children, um, football was my life. Nothing else mattered other than football. And mm. I felt like when they came into my life, um, I realised that there were more important things to life than uh, than football. Um, so, but that, but that, that I always find it fascinating because f- football is such an amazing game and the power to change so many things. And uh, you know that, that I mean, Rory McIlroy said it in golf recently. But you, it's so hard to to get that love back that you started with as a kid, where you just love playing. So hard to keep that. He was saying. It, yeah, it is hard, um, and and you, you might get it back for one game or you know for a while in training, and then you'll lose it, and then you know you, you won't hate the game, but you'll you, you'll have a, you'll be resentful towards the game. Mm. Uh, little things happen, little scenarios happen mm-hmm. that, that affect your outside life that people don't see. Mm. Um, and, and for me, I, I'm just I'm just a normal lad, like mm-hmm. you know, like I was when I was 16. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm exactly the same. So. Those things really did affect me mm. uh, more so when I had children. If they affected me, seeing my kids or my mood mm. um, to how I was with my kids or mm. my family, mm. um, I think you know, as as you said with, with football, you know, the gift is the curse. It's mm. a, it's a great gift and mm. the best gift that you can you can have, mm. but it com- it comes with a curse. It does, mm. and that for me, that's why this is you know the perfect name for, for your yeah, podcast. Yeah. So. It's you know we, we we talked about it recently. It's a scary time, isn't it? Because it and people often think, don't they? The public think because you've earned really good money in your career. If we go off the national average wage of what is it, thirty grand a year, you've earned really good money. And people tend to think on the outside that it's all about money. Like if you've got money, you're fine. You're fine yeah. because you're thirty three, thirty three years of age, nearly thirty four. You know you should. Wow, that means you can just go and sit on a beach for four years. I couldn't think of anything worse. But I don't know. That's what I find frustrating because the, the people looking outside, they'll say, you know, you've earned this kind mm. of money or you're on, on this kind of money. Mm. H- how can you not be happy? Mm. But money brings other, you know, issues issues mm. in, in life mm. outside of work. Mm. Um, so uh, now that I'm older, got mm. older, uh, head on my shoulders, uh, I realise that. Mm. Um, if I'd have had this head you know, 10 years ago I'd have done things a little bit differently probably um, but even that people think you retire and, 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 and that must be amazing because they all go to it every day they get up most people and, and have to grind out work whatever they do to pay the bills which is that's, that's life and yet they think wow you're retired at 35 and 34 33 34 and let's be honest you don't have to get up tomorrow morning or the next morning or the next morning for the foreseeable short term future and think I've got to pay the bills but that that that's that. I don't know, but that's one of the biggest fears for me. Like what do you? I think I think loss of identity, that loss of. Yeah, that's a. You know, <coughs> I might struggle with that. I, 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 at the minute, I feel. I know it's still early days. I've only just retired. I feel like. I'm looking forward to that, that normal, life. Yeah. As, as I said to you earlier on at the mm-hmm. golf club, you know, people look at footballers as footballers. They don't look at them as. That's Michael. Well, that's Drew. Mm-hmm. They look at they look at you. Seems to be following my hair wax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they look at you as a, a footballer, not yeah. not a person. Mm. Um, and then you come across the odd you know fan who, who gets it, but generally, and we say it all the time, in, unless you've played football and you've been there, mm. you don't fully understand it. Mm. And you and you have these fans. You know, I, I go to games. You know, I went to watch Spurs recently, and okay. you get fans saying certain things, and you just sit there and think you look at the game completely different to, to what I look at it. Mm. Um, but that, 
that's that's the game, isn't it? That's why everyone loves it. Yeah, but I guess I, we'll we'll jump back there. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that down. Look at the game differently. Why? And I put what what? How do we see it? How 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 do we see it? So we'll leave it there as parking because we're, we're going so deep. We're only eight minutes in. <laughs> no, that's the way it'll go. But so 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 let's just for people you you normal run of the mill kid um, picked up by Spurs like a lot of kids these days get picked up. You were obviously decent. You are mm. as a young kid decent footballer. So Spurs come knocking and you you, you join there. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I signed for Spurs. I went on trial first. Mm. I think I had like a six six week trial. Did fairly well. Didn't do brilliant, but did fairly well, and they they took me on. Mm. And to be fair, my first couple of years at Spurs, I, I did pretty well. I remember, you know, scoring goals against Arsenal and you know doing well. Um, and then I fell out the fell out of love of the game at such a young age there. And I, and I had a really so what go on? What age did you fall out of love with it? I must have been thirteen, fourteen. Okay. Um, I just found when I first went to Spurs, it was like the best thing ever. I'm, I'm playing for Spurs and you're playing all against these, these big clubs and playing at their training grounds and it's great. And then for me, just the pressure got too much. There was a lot of pressure at such a young age. Um, Do you remember what exactly that pressure was? Just just the, the coaching staff uh, driving you to, to be better. Um, and I, I remember one... One coach said to me, uh, I got quite friendly with one of the other lads uh, who was from London. So mm. because I was from uh, Basildon, um, I used to stay up at my friend's house in London. Mm. And uh, the coach got wind of it and he was like, well, you either want to be friends or you want to be footballers. You need to decide. And I was 13 years old. Yeah. And so, you know, I thought, right, OK, fair enough. I need to lay off that a little bit. Um, I need to, you know, concentrate on my football, which I was anyway. Um and in the end, I just thought, I, I'm not enjoying this anymore. I used to go to training. I used to have stomach aches. I used to, you know, have, you know, really bad diarrhea. And, you know, yeah, yeah, just just yeah. panicking basically. Yeah, 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 um, but yeah. I was so young, I didn't know. I didn't know what what it was. Mm. Um, and I said to my mum one day, "I've had enough." Mm. Um, and to be fair to my mum, she said to me, yes, "This is one that you've got to decide. Mm. You, I can't. I can't make this decision for you, even though you're 14 years old." Mm. Um, this is something that you've got to decide because I don't want you coming back on me later on in life and saying you made me leave Spurs or yeah. you made me stay or yeah. whatever. So yeah. I chose to um, to go back and play football with my schoolmates mm. and got the love back for the game. Really enjoyed it, and then got picked up by Southend and I thought I'll, I'll give it one more go. That was two years two years after that. So it's hard, isn't it? So 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 thirteen, making like, you know, those thirteen, you almost you, you lose that love if you like, and then by by it, you, you you fall back into schools football, and and then by sixteen, you've got that love back again. So yeah, I just had an opportunity, and I thought Southend was up the road. Um, I'll give it. Why not? You know, give but it one more go. But if we that point there, that, that's seen as an elite mindset, isn't it? And there's a certainly you, you you've seen you've played at the top level where the pressure's so much, and also. That all-or-nothing mindset, I think, is really dangerous. I heard Justin Rose say in, in Mike, Michael Calvin's book, the, the Mind Game book, which I think is an amazing book and an insight into elite, elite mindset. And he, he, it was brilliant what I read because it's something I really believe and I'll get your views on it, where he said the, the marginal gains culture is very, very dangerous for golfers, young golfers, people who are aspiring to be me, Justin Rose. That marginal gains, you know, if we live perfectly diet's perfect sleep pattern's perfect 
no sex the night before a game. You know, like that absolute obsessive. Mm. It's dangerous. It is, and, and the problem and is that's almost that what you were experiencing on a slight thing at 13. That yeah. elite mindset of you don't have friends. It's all football. Yeah, and I thought at such an early age, I thought that's too, that's too much too soon for me. Um, or is it too much? And I still broke? think that now. Is, is it too much when you're 28? <laughs> Yes and no. You know, if you want to be the best in the world, you know, look at Ronaldo. He's had to sacrifice his life and mm, mm. And, do, and do what he does. And, and fair play to him mm. if that makes him happy. Mm. But for me, that, did, that didn't make me happy. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, but so you didn't make you happy yet. You, you've, you've, you've I, de- I dedicated my life for 15 years yeah. of football. You've fallen back in love with the game at 16 and you start playing really, really well. Enthusiastic and yeah. free. Yeah, I, you, you have to dedicate yourself. <laughs> otherwise, you, you know, you've got no chance. There's that over-dedication. There's that over-dedication. What does that look like for you in your in your vast experience? And I'm sure there's been times when you have been over-dedicated. I think you end up just being too too thorough, to overthinking things. Um, and then it affects your, your mental state. It affects your... Give me an experience of that for you. A game, a club. I know there's a Wolves one, I think. Was there? Yeah, I remember when I was coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. Um to be fair, I, I played for, you know, an unbelievable manager under Mick McCarthy. He, you know, he took me from Grays and, you know, turned me into the player that I am. Um, what well, well that was. Um, One of the masters of keeping it simple, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and <coughs> he, he actually pulled me in before. Um, I was just come back from injury, and he actually pulled me in and said, like, look, I'm going to play you tomorrow. It's your first game. Just keep it simple. Don't you ain't got to do anything. You know, brilliant. You know, take players on like you like, like you used to. Um, so I was out for eighteen months. Get the ball and just pass it five yards and just keep it simple. Mm. Which fair play to him for pulling me in the office. You know, I respected him so much, and I thought, yeah, fair play to you. Like, just trying to take a bit of pressure off mm. me. Um, so I played the next day, and I did that. I did exactly what he said. And I sat there Saturday night, and I thought, that's not me. That's not uh, that's not how I got got here. There's that low feeling coming off the pitch where you always I just thought, yeah, what was the point of that? <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not how I play. Yeah. That's, not, that's not what's got me to, mm. to the level yeah. that I've got to. Mm. Um, and I, I, kn- I understand what he was saying. Mm. Um, and after that, I went out, well, we had a discussion after that, basically saying that you've been out 18 months injured, I think you need to go and play some games. So obviously he thought I was nowhere near it, um, which he was right. Oh, I wasn't nowhere near it. I wasn't physically fit enough I need I needed games and I went to Watford um, and basically Sean Dyche said to me I want you to come here I want you to enjoy it mm. get the ball mm. and get the players do what you want mm. enjoy it mm. and I did that mm. so when I went back to Wolves for my loan spell I said to myself I will, I will play how I play and if no one likes that, then I don't play, you know. But do, you, do you remember actually saying that? To myself. To yourself? Yeah. Wow. Well, you, uh, yeah, you were 23, 24. 24, yeah. yeah. 24. Yeah. I had to. I, that was something that I had to remind myself before games, every game. Go on. Or just be, po- like, just be positive. You know, don't, so don't have a negative thought in your head of, oh, you got to keep it, uh, keep it simple. I was just thinking, nah, I'm getting the ball and I'm getting Did, this Can I back. say something? If you hadn't have, and I think it's amazing that you pressed that switch because I, I wasn't able to, I didn't know it. You, you you were able to know it if you hadn't pressed us to it you know it's playing hearsay and if you do and I guess not had that conversation with yourself before you played and sat in the dressing room listened to all the 
talk about the opposition and you go through the opposition, you go through tactically what you're expected of your roles and responsibilities and you've gone through all that and not had that chat. What, what, is it hard? It's easy, it's hard to predict, but what? Well, yeah, I probably, w- I probably wouldn't have got my move to Stoke because I, I remember when I went to Stoke and I had a really good game. Um, against sc- Stoke? Against Stoke okay. and I scored and, okay. and, and played really well yeah, yeah. and that probably got me my, my move to Stoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's having the courage to, to, to be so. Yeah, so if I didn't do that, I probably wouldn't have got that move. Yeah. Um, but I was very lucky that I had a good loan spell at Watford. Mm-hmm. You know, I was there for two months mm-hmm. uh, under you know an up-and-coming manager who... Mm-hmm. Who I knew from day one mm. that he was going to be a top manager. Mm. I remember speaking to yourself about it, yeah, yeah. and obviously look what he's gone on to do. Yeah, um, someone who's a master of keeping the basics there. And, and and he was he was the first one to say to me, "Look, you're, you're here on loan. Mm. Like you're going to go back to Wolves because they want you back. Mm. Just use us as getting fit and mm. enjoying mm. enjoying your football again." Mm. And I really enjoyed it. Loved so, it. So let, let's jump back to because I think anyone listening or parents of kids in academies. So, so you. You took that route. You walked away from Tottenham, Tottenham's academy b- b- because it wasn't fun for you, which is a massive step for you to make as a young man to take that decision. Into your, like your mum was great; she gave you that decision. You took it. You found, you found your love back for the game. Um, well, yeah, your I, love I, back. I just, I just think that this is my opinion, and my opinion only. Mm. I think now it's even worse. You know, there's kids that are younger than 10 that are having this pressure put on them yeah, and I feel like that, that affects you later on down the, l- down the line so what, what do you think what conversations could, could, could what would you have if you were coaching a 10 year old player what, or a 12 year old player 30 what, what would you avoid saying and what would you what would you have I would avoid putting pressure on them by how what, what, what? by taking it off taking the pressure how? off them by saying go out and play with freedom mm. do what you do best do what you enjoy mm. you know if they make a mistake you can you can speak to him and say, look, I think you could have done this or this. You you're not got to scream and shout at him. And, and also, you know what it takes. So you wouldn't be. You've got to make sure you go home and you're practicing every day because that's what the best in the world. Because I don't think the best the best the best practice, but they don't over practice. They they do enough, and then they have the courage when the whistle blows to. Yeah, they don't you, over. You know, you look at Ronaldo. He gives the ball away. He gets the ball the next time, and he's yeah. He's doing exactly what he did before. He, mm. he doesn't he doesn't care, does he? Because he's got such a strong mentality. Mm. Um, but that takes years and years of. And it's also in some people, isn't it? Of graft uh, it, mentally. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. My, I found that very, very difficult. You know, if I gave the ball away, the next time I got the ball, if I gave it away again, yeah. the next time I got the ball, yeah, I, I, I'm drowning. Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> treading water because yeah. I'm thinking, do not give this ball away. Um, where if yeah. you, the first thing you do in a, in a game, you know yourself, if you, if you yeah. do something well, yeah. you're flying, aren't you? Because you're thinking, right, I'm, I'm confident now. Mm-hmm. Massive. So, just labouring the push. So, you, so you, 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 you're 16, 17, falling in love with the game. Go to sign up, sign for Southend, your local club. Um, and I remember you. I remember you coming into the first team squad. Um, and we had to, we had a great squad of characters there. Senior players. Some went on to play at very good levels. And uh, I, I remember. And it's funny because I look at all the young lads I played with who came through. Yourself, Simeon Jackson, Jackson, who went to Premier League. Lee Tomlin, who went to the Premier League. You know all those guys who were playing. It was actually enthusiastic. They all came in completely free. All of you. I remember all of you. Mm. I saw Lee Tomlin the other day talking about the real struggles he's had. Suicidal thoughts on the M1, pulling over into the hard shoulder and just killing himself into the barrier. This was a guy who, 16, 17, was, came in, went to Man United on trial. He was back heeling volleys and off goal kicks, like killing it on his heel and ridiculous talent. Mm. And there he is, 10, 12, 13 years down the line, hating life. 
I just think that enthusiasm. I remember you were enthusiastic. Yeah, it gets get sucked out. We used to call you it? the pond opper, didn't we? Yeah. Right, one of the little things that so skips across everywhere. the top of the pond. Yeah. Just like have the ball, fly around with it, run up the wing, give it away. Sorry, boys. Like give the Draft ball away and run past three senior lads to go and get it back. Yeah. Absolute breath of fresh air. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And, and it was funny because I'm looking going, look at that. Incredible. Because <laughs> I didn't know. I was 25, 26 by then. So I'd already been like 10 years into it don't give the next one away you were just flying around give it away I think when you're younger mm. and you come onto the scene you don't have that fear do you because you you're young and you you don't overthink I think it, you, the older you get you start overthinking I think when you're young you just scars there isn't there yeah you just you just go out and you play a freedom until that gets beaten out of you although, which it will although, although you said at 13 you, you were already you because you, I, I know what you're saying but there is that one isn't there that young players play without fear some do I remember being full of fear at eight. I remember being full of fear at eighteen, nineteen. Mm. I, I lived at home with my mum. Yeah, I never had yeah, bills. Right. You know, that's you massive, have yeah. You have, when you're older, yeah. you have a family to you're cater right. for. You you have your bills. You know, you're thinking, where's my next contract coming? Um, I've got a year left. I need to start playing. Right. Well. Where when you're younger, I, I never had any. I never had any bills. I was living at home. My mum was. You know, it was that safety number, net. Yeah, my mum was. You know, great. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, she did everything for me, yeah. so I was very lucky, um, and Sorry. that and that helped. That probably helped me. Yeah, yeah. Know, have a start in the game. Yeah, but then I soon got released from Southend <laughs> after yeah. doing well. Yeah, well, let's go through that period. So, so I remember you breaking into the first team at Southend, and, and things were going really well. You know, playing a handful of games, 10, 11, 12 games, and yeah, doing yeah, stuff, and really, you know, people. I'm sure there would have been. Like, look back now, I'm sure there would have been scouts in the stand at those games. Yeah, I remember someone saying to me that West Ham I'm sure. had, had made contact with the club. Mm. Um, I'm not sure about a bid, but made contact with the club and the club sort of knocked it back. And I, I, I wasn't bothered, to be honest. Um, obviously, West Ham, a massive club. But I was playing for my local club and I was I was in the first team and mm. I was really enjoying football. Mm. And mm. I wasn't bothered. Um, and then 18 months later, I got let go and told that I wasn't good enough. Mm. Um, How was that? Because there'll be a lot of kids and a lot of parents who have that exact thing where you get that release i, I didn't ha i didn't have that how how was that what eight, eight, 18 yeah it was tough and, it was you, and you played in the first team by then yeah it, yeah it was tough and and i remember that that summer I, w I went to magaluf with with one of the other lads and i went out there for two weeks and ended up staying out there for four weeks um and i actually was about to sell jelly shots <laughs> and work in Megaloof because <laughs> I thought I, I thought I'm, I'm not I'm not made for this football you know I'm not it's not for me I've tried it once it mm. didn't work I've tried it again and I've got released and uh, to be fair to me mum my mum said no you get your ass back here you'll, you'll come and get your ass back here now you're not doing that mm. um, and, I, and I ended up going on trial to Grace we were in the conference at the time yeah it's the fifth division in English football non-league part-time division not so much now it's more professional they were full-time to be fair they were full-time which full -time. was groundbreaking at the time they must have had some decent investment chairman yeah decent investment mm -hmm. and, and a top manager to be fair I was mm. very very lucky mm. because he changed a lot of stuff about my game about my diet mm. um, I remember him saying to me right I want you to write down this week everything you eat everything mm. took it into him and he looked at me like I had three heads <laughs> he was like are, are you kidding me you can't you can't be a Maryland cookies, Haribo's. <laughs> you can't be an you can't be an athlete and eat like that. No. So that was the first sort of taste of sort of having to be professional. Um and in my first year at Grays I scored eighteen goals from wide and I and I thought 
I thought that had been enough, to be honest, to get a move. Uh, but it wasn't. So, obviously, clubs were still looking at me. And then the next season, I think I scored 10 goals before sort of like November from, from wide. And that's when Wolves came in for me. Mm. And yeah. That's his history, yeah. 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 Amazing experience. But that, that period, but here's the thing again, is that, that period where you, where you drop out of the game, it's amazing. It's a, it's a major message to, to people because... I was doing one of these podcasts with Cameron McGinn, who grew up, you know, through Chelsea and Fulham, and through no fault of his own, you you, you, know, you think you're in a bubble there. You or you are not think you're in a bubble. And he said, you, you, he sees now at Barnsley, it's a very, very good club. Like he's in the Championship this season. But he said, oh, honestly, mate, I, I didn't know they were. I, I'd have looked if you'd have said to me Barnsley at 16, I'd have thought that's non-league. I wouldn't. You're at Chelsea. You, there's a lot of kids in that yeah. place, and they've got to realise, haven't you? You're an inspiration for that. Is that you? You can dr- forget. For the greatest respects, Barnsley and Luton top <laughs> football league clubs, you can drop down to. For me, I, I thought that was the perfect way for me mm. to go. I didn't have that schooling of unbelievably good coaching at a young age. I did at Spurs, but then I dropped out. Mm. And mm. you know, where I feel like that does help being at a top club. Mm. I think you have the better coaches mm. um, technically. Mm. Mm. Um, but for me, I felt it was better to go down the non-league road, and, mm. I, and I, I feel that kept me kept me grounded for all my career. Mm. I don't feel like I changed when I went when I went to Wolves and when I went to Stoke and I started no, earning yeah. decent money. No, I don't think didn't. that changed me as a person. So, yeah. for me, I thought that was a really good route, and I would always advise to any young lad that's a, a top club or even you know even a club like Southend that's not playing. Mm. Yeah, he's in the youth team and he's not playing. I think step down and play games mm. because that's the way you learn. Yeah, by playing games yeah. in men's football. Yeah, it's, can't a beat it. it's a whole different thing, isn't it? Yeah, massive. It's, it's why that jump is so hard, isn't it? From eighteen to twenty-one, that that jump that they talk about. It's di- it's difficult, but now you've got the under twenty-threes, which is, you know, in my opinion, a waste of time. A waste of time, in my opinion. Yeah, mine too. Doesn't have to be though. I think about the twenty-three lads I've worked with, and and but you, you you're trying to put a pro mindset into, and they. You know, they've been a couple of them have been told in the game by the lads, oh, calm down, mate. Stop being so busy, which we know is gonna come, lads will say that. But that just sums it up right there, doesn't it? Yeah, that's that right. sums it up. Yeah. Calm down. Playing for a lot <laughs> one of the lads turned around to him, so someone said calm down to me and he turned around and said, Playing for my life here, mate. Calm down. Yeah. Well it's it's great that he can Yeah, he, he can he, think that. Yeah, yeah. But so it's cool. it's it's hard to play in those games. I've played in those games yeah. when I've come back from injury mm-hmm. and you know, I, I would be thinking that in some young lads running around, go trying to, you know, earn a living, trying to get his next contract. I'd be thinking, Jesus, like respecting that. It's under twenty three game, like calm down. But yeah, I'd, I'd think I'm having that. I like and that. And the thing is, managers would, you know, for a fact that managers would. Sean Dyche, for example, sit and watch. Oh, I'd love tw- it. Yeah. If he's watching a twenty three game, someone's tearing about and. Yeah, he'd l- yeah, you'd love it. Yeah, because that's what you that's what you need. But it's so hard to, uh, in my opinion, it's so hard to do that in an under 23s game week in, week out. Oh where yeah. if you step down, if, yeah, you're, yeah. if you're a championship player yeah. and you step down to League One yeah. and you go straight into a first team, people are playing for their lives, people yeah. are playing for yeah, points, yeah, 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 pe- yeah, people are playing yeah. to get promoted, yeah, to get relegated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's massive. Mm-hmm. So that, that would always be my, my advice to, to anyone that's so not playing. In this first, you know, coming towards the half, halfway point, but in this first part, we've, we've, we've kind of covered where you started, a little bit of background on you, you know, that whole uh, academy career for you into the pro game, delved into that a little bit, uh, talked about pressure as a young player. In the second part, we're going to go into uh, what, it ta- what, it, what, it, what it takes in this career mentally, emotionally to survive it, 
to flourish, to play at your best, to not play well, how it affects relationships, how it affects all those areas of our lives, which you know, you and I can, t- can talk about for a long time. Um, so I want to go into that, that deeper part of this. Because I think I've, 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 I've highlighted it here. I want to start there. What people on the outside, you put, they fully, people don't fully understand it. And you're not putting people down by that. You're just saying, I don't think people do. So we're going to try and enlighten people maybe. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, you don't you don't want to be disrespectful no, to anyone. No. Um, but it's, it's, it's like me ta- saying to a bricklayer how mm. to lay a brick, mm. you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, he knows better than me. So because mm. it's what I've done, mm. I feel like I know better than, you know, someone that hasn't played football, what mm. it takes. Um, because I think what, what, we're t- what we're actually talking about, what it takes, is because you could have someone who's never played the game and has got every coaching licence and so they, you know, probably better technically or d- tactically than you are yeah so what we're actually saying about w- what it takes when i when i think about what it takes i think Im- i always think emotionally yeah. i don't think about tactics. oh yeah Th- to to be a footballer at any level you have to shut your emotions off and that is uh, that is wrong isn't it it's wrong in in life you how, why should you have to shut your emotions off to get to get on in life great way to finish so you have to shut your emotions off to get on it to be a football you do because you have so many knockbacks and yeah. if, if if all of those knockbacks you took to heart you'd, you'd be a quivering wreck wouldn't you you'd, you, you you have to be mentally so strong to play at any level in yeah. any sport the, the danger is and we're going to go into all this is you almost have to not only do you shut them off you den- you deny yourself that it happened at times you just sweep yeah. it yeah if you if you if you can't do that, so if I if I never shut, I had to shut friends off, family off. Yeah. Um, if I didn't do that, I probably wouldn't have been able to play at the level that I played at. Mm-hmm. But so the fact that I could do that meant that I was mentally strong enough to handle the, pre- the pressures. Yeah, it comes with a price. We'll talk about that in the second part. Great, great first half, mate. Really enjoyed it, mate. And we'll we'll come back um, after break. This podcast is brought to you in association with the Turmeric Company. With unique extracting technique, eliminating dilution of these incredible active ingredients, the Turmeric Company have produced a series of powerful drinks with 5 grams of turmeric in every bottle. They're leading the way in enabling people to reap the full benefits of nature's wonder ingredient. Details can be found at www.theturmericcompany.com. So welcome back to the second part of this uh, podcast. Um, Mark, we were talking in the... In the uh, in the break there and you were saying rightly so you really want to get across the point that go on I'll let you take over well yeah I was just saying you know after after speaking for half an hour there I don't want people to think that football is this this horrible game and and that, that I didn't want to do it and that I was ungrateful for doing it because that is that couldn't be any further from the truth I, you know I, I lived my dream my dream was to be a footballer at such a young age and and I lived it, and I'm so proud and honoured to say that I, I, I was a professional footballer. Um, and it's a great, great gift. And, and, you, and you understand that. And I achieved it, yeah, and well, I understand you're not it. not up at 5am coming back at... Yeah, obviously, mm-hmm. you have to dedicate your life, but in different ways. You know, there's people that go out and, you know, work, you know, 12-hour days, mm-hmm. you know, on building sites or, or whatever, and it's uh, that's tough in, in there, mm-hmm. you know line of work um, and, and football does give you different kind of options you are, you earn good money if you do well in your career so you know I really appreciate my career mm. um, 
and I am so lucky that to say that I've I could you know play at Old Trafford and you know play at Wembley and, and play represent my country. Um, you know it's a, it's a great honour, um, but with that comes sacrifices and comes. Let's let's finish because I know we we can talk all day. You finished saying the last half that you've got to shut your emotions off to survive. Now I totally agree with that. I ended up in rehab, and when I came out of rehab, it was quite clear while I was in there. Not because I'm, you know, addict is a scary term for a lot of people. I was just emotionally dead. <laughs> Simple as that, really. And so to feel alive, I need a shot of something. Um, I'm, I'm not an alcoholic. Alcohol wasn't my, my drug of choice, drug of no choice. I could take or leave a drink. Women, women was an issue. The buzz of that. Um, spending money was it was an issue. Just needing to fulfil myself, needing to feel, needing to feel, needing to feel, needing to feel. There, there it mm. is to feel because I couldn't feel because to feel in this career, oof, oof. yeah, it's it's dangerous. But I I felt <laughs> I I needed to feel love when I was when I felt love from a manager, um, from from your, your fellow peers. I, p- I performed my best um, when I didn't feel loved I struggled and for me that's no coincidence when um, you, with your experience and you speak to people in the game you know a lot of people at the highest level you see these top Guardiola and you see you, you, you speak to players do you think that's what comes across to you from the outside looking in obviously yeah. you know you, you Klopp you, you Guardiola's um, you know they have that passion of, of, of wanting to win but they also give their players love combination and I think if, if if you're comfort if you're a decent enough footballer to play at a decent enough standard but you're confident and you feel like you can walk on water you, f- you feel like it's impossible to have a bad game mm-hmm. and I've, I've been in that situation where I was very very confident I was with my form I had a manager that I knew would never bring me off because he because he knew that I could change a game or I could score a goal or I could set one up and having that feeling in my head knowing he ain't going to bring me off. Even if I give the ball away, he ain't going to bring me off. Made me play even better. So when it was the opposite, when I was thinking, oh, I bet oh, I hit a bad cross there, or you know, I've give it one, give one away, I, I might come off in a minute. It had a complete opposite effect Does on me. Does that make you mentally weak? People can say possibly yes, but I wouldn't think, I wouldn't, class myself as mentally weak yeah, I don't care what people think mate I want to care what you what do you know about yourself you're a big man you're a father do you, do you, you I don't think you, I, mean, I know you I'll, I'll go, what are you you're not mentally weak I'm just not a robot you know I have okay, feelings I have feelings I, and and when I'm not feeling loved or you know com- I'm not feeling confident I struggle I struggled with my game um, it's, f- it's a fine line isn't it mentally weak I think you know that gets Rounded around a lot. Mental uh, toughness. Was yeah, that mean? you have to be mentally tough to be a footballer. If if you're not, you don't become a professional footballer. Yeah. But it's very very difficult. It's very you, fine you, line you, to explain it. Do you know what I mean? You, well, let's try. It, look, it's my job to try and explain it today in what I do. So I'm going to take you there, and I just want your views, not mine. People bored of me, but you, you you can give great insights. Think about all those players you played with. You've sat and had chats with players, coaches, hotels, top players, internationals, not naming names on here. 
how many players, percentage-wise, would agree with what you're saying and say, I wish I had more. If, if I could just get that love and bit of love, I'd play much better. Yeah. Give me a percentage off the bat. Sure. Chuck one in. <laughs> I know it. You know, you try and talk to lads. When you go, when you're in a dressing room, you're in 25 lads. You know, not not all 25 of them are going to open up. But the ones that open up, I would I would literally say, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'll I'll be very surprised, <laughs> or I can't remember a player saying, "No, that doesn't bother me." Yeah. You know, if I, if I'm getting slaughtered by the gaffer, um, that's gonna that's gonna make me play better. It might it might g you up a bit. It might say. But even if it's not slaughtered by the manager. You know, you know, like the little what, you know, because like, love, love, love's a big word, isn't it? Love, what, if, if you know, married, you think about the vows that are read out, and love, love is combines all these things: trust, intimacy, caring trust for that huge. person. Yeah. They're all part of love. If a manager doesn't trust you, and you you smell that, you can you can feel that when a manager doesn't trust you. It's it's, it's hard to get back on that. But isn't it great irony? You know, you're spiraling it down. Yeah. But isn't it great irony? And you've touched it all earlier in your career. I see it day in, day out with young players. If they can step to trusting themselves in spite of all the noise, oh, it's gold the, dust. Others, the others will love them. Yeah. But actually, the great irony is if they buy into play safe, keep it, don't. Yeah, that, that's that's trust that's, that's, that's yeah. Well, that's the gold dust, isn't it? If you can crack that at such an early age, which is tough, because you have to go, you have to go deep into yourself. You have to talk to someone on a level, you know, someone someone that's not connected with you. I think I think if you if you talk to a friend or a family um, or a partner, it's hard to go there with them because um, you, you're trying to protect them. You're they trying wanna, to protect they yourself. Rescue, don't they they save do. You, yeah. yeah. So I think it has to be someone that's sort of. You know, gonna gonna think on a level that you know they don't, they're not got that emotional tr- uh, connection with that person. I want to talk about this whole part, the second part. It's flying through. Twenty three minutes left, but emotions, emotions, emotions. You said in the first part that people don't look. You know, a lot of people talk about football. And it's great. That's the beautiful thing about football opinions, but they don't fully understand it. They look at the game differently, and I've put why. What do they see? What do you see? What do you? Well, I, I think not all fans, but majority of fans think, "Oh, this Premier League footballer's on two hundred grand a week. Um, basically, he should be a robot. He shouldn't feel those emotions. He should he should be able to deal with them because he's, you know, been bought for ninety million. Mm. Well, well, no, he's he's still a human being. Mm. He still has a heart. Mm. He still has a brain. Um, and I think they struggle to understand that because you're getting paid, you know, so much money. And mm. I look back when I was earning good money. Um, I used that money to, you know, buy me happiness, um, cover up unhappiness um, at that particular time. And I only realise that now because I did that. I probably at the time I, I didn't think I was doing that. You know, going out um, buying, you know, watches and. Yeah, silly things, and you know, we all, every person in the world loves to, to treat himself and buy themselves nice things, isn't that? And that's naturally that's that's normal. Um, but when I look back now, I was probably doing all those, you know, those things, buying things that I didn't really need, you know, spending silly amounts on on holidays when you know I can, you can have a, a holiday and, and have a great time yeah. without spending that kind of money. Mm. To 
fill a void, um, a void yeah. of, of unhappiness. And that void, you know, you talked about it at 13, that void first came at Tottenham, the void starts, love goes, mm. love goes. It's quite simple, isn't it? That void, for me, I ended up going into Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, and we were a sex addict, and no, sex addiction was not the issue. Let's look at Sex and Love Addicts. So it was a love addiction, once you work through, it's well, the this love addiction, it's the needing to feel... Well, this is this is the problem. This is why this is why every every player's different. I I was different. I I generally believe because I I never had my father around as a kid. Sure. So I think that had an effect on me. I didn't me too. know it when I was young, and I didn't know it till recently, really, probably. Mm, mm, mm. But that had an effect on how I was. I was I could shut, uh, I could emotionally shut off mm, because mm. I'd done it from mm. such a young age from mm. my dad leaving, um, where you know. Players don't have that. Some players do. Some players deal with it differently, and that's just the way I dealt with it. So I had to shut off emotionally from that at such a young age, at sort of 10 years old. And that helped me in my career because I was, bit, I, I, I was already trained to do it. See, I don't think you were. Sorry, mate. I'm just, it's my point to challenge. I remember, don't forget, though, I'm looking at you. I was 26. So you can't look at, you can't. See yourself how I yeah, saw yeah. you looking back as a senior player. So I've been, say I turned left home at 16. So at 26, I'm 10 years in. You're at home. I remember looking in, there was a light in your eyes. There was a light in your oh, eyes. Oh, yeah, it was a love for the game. Loved football. Loved running. You loved trying to fill a void. You were just being yourself. No, no, I didn't, no. So I don't think you did. And it, I think that comes I'm, as you go older and well, you start thinking. I'm taking you there because I worked through, my dad wasn't there and I had to work through all that issue and, and, and that, 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 that father issue and work through all that in therapy. But I, I never worked on that in therapy. I didn't until I was 33. Until I was older, yeah. Right. But my point is, <laughs> I don't want to talk over you, but because I want people to get something out of this. You... That wasn't the reason I was driven. I thought it was the reason I was driven. For years, I thought I actually thought it was to fill that. And actually, once I came through, I, I retired. See, I and I'm still that. going after it now. Still in me. Well, I used that to drive me, hundred percent. But, but I used my 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 dad leaving to drive me. I wanted to make something in the game to prove to him that he had made a mistake, and but, that that was my drive. But what's interesting is you might know no. Say you was there and you got those needs met. Would you would, still? Would I still have that that drive? I don't know. Who knows? Well, let's let's talk about now. So you've worked on that issue. You've come through full cycle. You've made the money of football. You're now retiring. Not today, because you you're looking now, going. Whew, I don't have to be in tomorrow for training. I can sit here on a Monday evening after a game of golf and have a beer. Mm. Great. Don't have to be in training tomorrow morning. And it might not happen tomorrow, but at some point, you're telling me there won't be a drive there to go and achieve something again. There'll definitely be a drive in, in whatever I do, because uh, I'll have a passion in it, whatever I do. Um, so, yeah, that is in me. Yeah. I'm trying to get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's in me, 100%. Yeah, no, I've said to you before, and you know, when I go to David Lloyd and I get on the running machine. Um, Tell me, you, you, you worked out this morning. You told me today when we were playing golf, you, you, you went to the gym this morning. Uh, yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. Yeah. When you're running, what, what level on the treadmill did you start? <laughs> <laughs> what level did you start? Uh, 14. 14, which is a decent go. Yeah. What music did you have on? Something getting you going? What? I had a bit of everything, right, really. Okay. Some some love emotional songs, love music. Songs. <laughs> <laughs> How'd get? No, a bit Ed of everything, Sheeran's really. Yeah, a bit of, bit of garage. Bit of right. Is there ever a voice on that treadmill going, Fucking lazy! Look at you've lost it here. You've got to go here, up it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I look at the person next to me, 
you know, go on, say it because we're just chilling on the on yeah, the you know running, yeah, chilling, not getting a sweat yeah. on. And I think I'll show you what a workout is. I'm going to run here, yeah. and it's mad because some when but I to, 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 by the way, just to, fi- to to fill a void that your dad left. No, that's just <laughs> that's just the animal in me. Um, yep. It's the the creature that it, you know the game that it brings to you. No, it does. The game does bring it to you. I think it's who you are, and you've just ended up in the game. No, because I feel like it molds you. Into a per, into a person where you're competitive in everything that you do. Yeah, yeah I know what you're saying, but you've got there because you compete. What I feel, and you, sh- you ba- please bounce back to me. What I feel, I was just me going into the game. The game didn't do anything to me. You realise to survive, you've got to be competitive. But I was already competitive, and actually, if you left me and kept filled me full of love and fun and kept my love for it, the compet- I'd have still wanted to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 yeah. kilometres. Yeah. I think there's two sides to that. Go on. I do. I, no, I, I, I'm totally with you because that was in me at such a young age, being competitive in everything that I did, uh, wanting to win, even if it was a, you know, a game of chess. You know, I was competitive in that. Um, but I feel football, in my opinion, I feel that it's two sides. I feel like it does mould you into a certain person and it makes you become this competitor. Because you're doing it from daily basis, you you are competing against your friends. Basically, well, well I think it's survival of the fittest. Uh, for me, it didn't make me. I was already competitive. I then get dropped in, and what it did for me, and I'm dying to hear your thing. What it did for me, I, I never had anyone go. You know, like you, you work in the corporate world now. They have these kind of thing where they, they analyze your personality. I know Sean Dyche was doing it at Burnley. Mm. Where they analyze, it's like red, green, amber, or they, so you're a red type of character, yeah. macho male, whatever. And, and so they go, it's a profiling. Yeah. Now, I'm sure if they, someone had profiled me when I was 18, said, Phew, you." Yeah, everyone's profile is different in that yeah. dressing room. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, and then it would have been like, okay, that's your profile. So what do I need to give to him? To fulfil his profile, yeah. And here's the key bit: that I don't think. I, I work in one company in the city, East Synergy. I can broadcast that because I've done a podcast with the owner. They do the 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 the, the, the profiling. What are you going to do with that alpha male who wants to beat his chest, rip doors off, but 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 achieve massive, but is driven? It's, he needs a bit of love. Yeah. I look at it, Alpha. He needs a bit of love. It's, it's mad you say that. I can't I, you, you, you saying that took me back to um, a conversation that I had with a manager and. I thought I'm going to go and speak to the manager. And I'm going to tell him that I've got you know a couple of issues outside of football going on. Just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be blatantly honest with him, and, and I'm going to tell him. Yeah. So I did that. What happened? What happened next week? I dropped. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? You bet you never did it again. Well, that, well that's that, that's the problem, isn't it? That's what people don't want to open up and and talk about their problems no. and their and their you know issues. You know. It, because they're scared of getting dropped, um, and 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 people say, "Oh, well, you got you got to speak up, you got to say what you're going to say," and you do it, and then it affects you playing on a Saturday. The one release that you can get on a Saturday, you can go out and play. The manager takes it away from you because he goes, "Oh, he's not he's he's not mentally right." Can't for it. be trusted. Yeah, you yeah. can't be trusted to go out and, and did perform. You see, did you see the thing about Danny Rose when he came out in that and and said that he, in that royal thing we did with Prince William and yes, a couple of, yeah, did, and yeah. he said I, I after my issue come out with mental health a club actually said to my agent we're not we're not sure about this go. so what's he supposed to do not come out well yeah well, you know we all know the lads yeah. you, you don't come That's out what, yeah we know you you can't yeah, and that has a massive effect doesn't it let's be honest 
I went through the same thing. I was 25, knocked on a manager's door, hadn't played well on a Saturday, full of fear, played safe, giving everything away, knocked on his door Monday morning. He called me in. What the hell was that? Da, 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 da. I went, boss, you know, I woke up Saturday morning. I got this thing with a girl. She, she, she hadn't run me four days. Um, she feel, feel a bit flat. Didn't have anything. He just looked at me like, whoa, are you telling me you don't want to play in two days' time? I said, I, I didn't say that. You just asked me how I feel. He's like, well, you, you, you either you want to play or you don't want to play. So I'm thinking, well, no, I want to play. <laughs> okay, out you go. And, and I went out and I'm just thinking, and then, that's the thing. But that made me angry. And then, first header, bump, elbow straight across someone. What's up with him? <laughs> <laughs> it's mad, why are you it? so angry? The manager used to say to me, I'm like, why am I so angry? I actually said to one manager, for any rate, he rang me after training. Why are you so angry? I just want to understand this. Why am I so fucking angry? Well, I've been on the bench about 12 times this season, and I come back in, find myself again, it's some form, you love me. <laughs> then I've not lose my form, you drop me. So I get angry because there's been no conversation. I'm going to come back in and find it somehow, usually because I've had a drink or you've got something going on, a couple of <laughs> girls, get a bit of buzz, find it, love me, yeah. drop it, drop me. And, and that's the thing, I can relate to that right, because yeah, I've yeah. played the game. And so when we're saying about people that haven't played the game, people can't relate to that. Okay. Where I, if you've played the game, you, you can relate. I'm sitting here laughing at you because I'm thinking I've been there. I'm, I'm exactly the same. How many players? You, and if you were honest, you spoke to a lot of <laughs> All of us. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, 100%. 100%. It's just whether someone can go can go Same. there and, and, and open up about it. Mm. A lot of players might go, you know, I'm not going to talk about that. Cause Rightly so. I wouldn't knock them for that. No. Um, where I'm quite open. If someone asks me a question, and I'll be honest. I, I won't hide it. Um, and that actually keeps your mental health in good place because there's not, you're not hiding. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of mental health is buried stuff. Yeah, it is, yeah. But, you know... We're told to you know to speak up about our feelings, but yet if you do, it's going to affect you coming on a, on a Saturday. So you're not going to play. Yeah. So how does that work? You need a ma- you need a manager. In my opinion, you need a manager to understand that. Understand their own feelings. And it's the bit I don't know what your views are because you've done your A license. Are you I've, doing it? I've, I've, I've done my B license. Yeah, but it. it's to be honest, it's sort of put me off a little bit. Um, oh wow, go on. I didn't know. I just I have more of a passion in looking after man managing people mm. um, and to go into to football and be a manager I think first and foremost you need to be a coach and you need to learn your stripes and you need to go up and it just doesn't I just don't have the passion in that I have more passion in man managing people mm. um, so my next chapter is, is to go into to agency and, and work with these young you know players and, and help guide them mm. through the things that I, I'd learned along the way um, and I think you know, What's a question you might ask a young player? 18, going to a game. 17, going to a game. What would you say? How are you feeling? Yeah, what, what fears do you have about this game? <laughs> Brilliant. And try and take that fear out of them. If I, if I look at them and I think they're a good player, try and help them bring out the best in themselves. If they've got it, if they've got the ability, then try and help them bring it out. And and that's why I would love to be a manager, but it, it's the it's the the steps to to get to that level. I haven't got the passion to sort of coach, no. um, rather than man management. That's mm. And I think if I can do that in agency, um, you know, there's a lot of agents out there, very good agents, um, 
but again, there's a lot of them that haven't played the game. So mm. although you chat to them and you'll speak to them on the phone for half an hour and you'll say that you feel like this and you feel like that and they'll go, yeah, okay, we'll do this and do that. They actually don't know what it feels like to get dropped, to, to be injured for 18 months. I look back and I was, in, I was injured for 18 months suffering severe depression yeah. but I didn't know it at the time someone yeah. said to me oh Kai she was no, depressed no. I'd have said no chance mm. no I'm not no me too but I look back now and think I was depressed badly yeah I was sitting in a room playing Call of Duty for five six hours in the dark didn't want to speak to anyone just felt so worthless mm. so if I had a player that was going through that I would know exactly how he's feeling because mm. I've been through it myself mm. Um, and, and you know, I say, and I see the same. In, in it's all walks. It's not this podcast is never about football. I see it in all walks of life. I see it. I see it in. Uh, I see it certainly see in the business world I work work in. Um, everyone wants the solution's always a technical solution, or a, a, and that's the same in business, a technical solution, or a, a, we, we need to create another plan, or we need to do some upskilling and some more training. You've seen that football. Oh, in football. More training. Well, that's this is the perfect scenario. Last season, you know, we was going through a bad spell. And because of that, we're training every single day. Going through a bad spell, but we're training every single day. Because what, you, what if you, if, and this is not, again, this is not, ever since I've recorded any of these, this is not about throwing people under the bus, coaches, what we're better than them. It's not about any of that rubbish. It's well, about just, no, your just, honest opinion. My honest opinion at that time. Yep. The last thing I needed was another training session. Mm. So I was going into a game on a Saturday mm. feeling absolutely knackered. Mm. And so was everyone else. So mm. He, mm. every other player was. Mm. And also, they were there. we had pressures to, mm. to win games mm. because if we didn't, we were going to get relegated. Mm. And But yet we'd train more, train more, yeah. train more, because we're not, we're not winning. We need to train more. We need to train yeah. more. Where if it had gone the other way around and gone, right, boys, calm down. Have a couple of days off. Spend some time with your family. Come back in refreshed, mentally, physically, and let's go and win a game. Well, let me take let me take it a step further because you're right. But what about saying that? Give you the days off, then calling a meeting, and standing up there, whoever it, whoever it is, and, and 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 this is kind of what I've done when I've worked is, what are we feeling? Because let me speak about me. I'm fucking terrified. Yeah, <laughs> I'm terrified of giving the ball away. But if you'd have asked me, well, it'd make it, people relax, wouldn't it? It would. You'd go. If, you could, if, you if he's feeling like that. That's, that's, that's how I've been feeling, yeah. but I've been scared to say it. Yeah. A player <laughs> said to me the other day, he's, he's on loan at a top club, and they had a sports psychologist come in, and, and, and he asked everyone, that, it, very clever how they did it, so there was a big screen at the front, I don't know whether it was on an app or what, they could write their questions to him, and it would go up on the screen, but anonymously. Yeah. So it's like 25 players would put their, and this, this lad was saying to me, I couldn't believe how much, everyone was terrified. Yeah. But we've worked for three years on his fears, but he's like, everyone's terrified. He's anonymous. He's a top players. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing, y- young lads, you know, I'm, last day of the season, we stayed up and I remember a young lad crying his eyes out and I c- gave him a cuddle and he was inconsolable crying his eyes out. And I think, what has he been carrying for the last two oh, months no. mentally? He must, for him to drop down like that and cry... Mm. He must have been carrying a lot. Mm. And probably because of that, he wasn't performing as well as he had been in, the, in 100%. previous games. 100%. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's why Klopp, yeah. Guardiola, mm. that's why they're so good, in, in my opinion, from looking outside. I don't know, but because I feel like they have a level of understanding of emotions mm. 
from looking out from looking from the outside that's my opinion and we don't have to look at what Raheem Sterling said last year we, you know I saw him interviewed and saying well someone said to him oh you, well, you're you're you haven't done this before scored this many goals and he said well yes I have the guy, the guy looked at him puzzled he went did it when I was 12 I did it with 9 and 10 and 11 and 12 and 13 and 14 and 15 and 16 this guy's looking at me at 17 18 19 stopped started thinking well oh, no, I've got to do this and got to do that and then, then because now he has, he has a manager now that brings the best out of him yeah and he had with Brendan Rodgers as well I think he had those he's had Brendan Rodgers straight to and everyone knows Brendan Rodgers is a very emotional manager yeah. um, and, and he's like I haven't I haven't suddenly found anything <laughs> I haven't done striker training or I was doing this at 9 yeah I've just he goes you know what I've done number one I've stopped listening to people number two I've stopped listening to people number three I've stopped listening to people brilliant I just do what I do Brilliant. And if you can be if you can be that clear in your mind going into every game, oh, then you've got a chance, haven't you? If you've got a million thoughts in your head. Oh. You know, you know, we talk about it, we laugh about it, about golf swing, you know. Yeah, forget trying that. to swing a golf uh, a golf club, you know, and you're having a million thoughts, it changes. And if you go into a game and you have a million thoughts, don't give it away, don't do this, don't do that, make sure he doesn't run you, make sure you track your man, make you know, make sure that the this and that happens. You're just frazzled, aren't you? By the end of it, you're frazzled. And then you can't physically perform mm. because you're mentally frazzled. <laughs> I've been, <laughs> yeah, I've been like that many a time. Yeah, absolutely fried, absolutely mentally fried. And, and it's amazing how much that affects. You know, people again outside the game will judge, say Manchester United last year, and call people lazy. It's amazing when you're mentally frazzled. You have no energy. No energy. You have no energy. Zero. I've been there where you're just going into a game and you've prepared exactly the same the week before. Eating you've same, you've eaten exactly the same at the same time. Yeah. You've prepared exactly the same. And you go into that game and you've got nothing in your legs. Mm. You feel like you cannot sprint. Yeah, I know. Why yeah. is that? It's because you're mentally frazzled. Frazzled, yeah. Where it, and people will judge you as lazy. Yeah. Or, or, or he's not quite at it. Maybe he needs a few more games in the reserves. And then you'll go in the reserves free as a bird. <laughs> yeah, be sprinting everywhere in the light. Yeah, because when you're mentally clear and you have, uh, you're clear <coughs> about what you're doing and you're confident and you you have that that feeling of a manager that mm. that believes in you. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you can sprint even quicker. You can, you when the ball comes to you, you don't even think about controlling it. You just so control it. So something I want to touch on because we're 57 minutes now. Something I want to touch on. You, you've done the A license, B license. I've done the B license. Something I'd love to see change in the football world. And course in the corporate world I see it now why can't there be a whole section on X players in that B license and A license before that gets get signed off as passing you've done all your hours of coaching you've had an assessed 11 v 11 you can take all that stuff in football you've got to then go through six months or a year of therapy or psychotherapy and that lady or man therapist signs you off and goes he has dealt with emotionally himself and what the career did to him he's back in touch with his feelings he's now ready to go and lead others your views on that? I think that would be a brilliant idea. I do, yeah. Because the most powerful person in a football club is a manager. And if he understands his players on an emotional level... Understands himself, which I'm trying to get that... that gets yeah, all the trauma yeah. of his career out. Because if he's been a previous player, he would have had all these issues. Right. But then managers... And I always say, how many times have I said to you, this manager used to be a player <laughs> and he's doing these things. <laughs> what, 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 why is he doing these things when he used to play the game? And he used to know how it made him feel. Mm. But they have different pressures. They have chairmans. You've, you've said it. You had to deaden yourself. You couldn't feel. So if you couldn't, I couldn't. And you said 100% of that. 
But there's no way all these ex-player managers, they've done the same. Exactly. They've shut their feelings down. Yeah. But they have different pressures now as a manager because sure. they have, you know, how many employees relying on them to stay in the league or get promoted. So fear. they have different pressures. Well, fear's fear is whether fear. Whether you're a bricklayer who's got to provide the next week's wages for your family. Yeah, fear is fucking fear. But a manager has to bring out the best in it. 25 other lads a bricklayer just you know no disrespect sure. he lays his bricks but you've got a manager of bricklayers you've got the site manager yeah yeah yeah, yeah so well, right, my yeah. point my point is is the emotional I, I just think in that football thing you could you could get ex-players before they pass it because we can all put on 11 v 11 yeah I could do it without doing any licenses roughly yeah sat oh, you could put a training session on yeah, couldn't you without easy, doing it you easy. could um, it, obviously there's ways of delivering them sure 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 but I think that would be a really good idea, yeah, especially nowadays with, you know, people being more open. You know, t- ten, ten years ago, people weren't open. Mm-hmm. I don't think when well, I first started playing the game. One of the lads we both know did his uh, A license this summer, finished it off, and he just said, "No, I just sat by myself for a bit. I just had it gone." And he started to do a, quite a lot of therapy in his last year. And I said, "Why?" He's like, "Mate, everyone's talking about a jump press." I'm like, "What's a jump press?" And he's like, what? "I said, no, what is it?" And he goes, well, you're watching young lads at all these top clubs every week. I'm like, yeah, I never, what's a jump press? <laughs> Is it a kangaroo? He's like, no, it's when the goalkeeper kicks the first phase. It's like, I think it's called getting the ball back. Like he kicks it and go and get after well, it. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's getting more and more technical. And People he goes, are caught mad, these mid-press, half-press. Everyone was like, that's the jump press in training. I'm you know, full, full press and that, you know, it's, it's changing, isn't it? But What's changing though, it's like? 11 humans versus 11 humans yeah but I think if you if you can man manage a player you're going to get more out of him rather than saying to him you need to full press or so to finish because we're at a minute now a minute or one minute you said something earlier we, this has been about from love this has been about from love to fear so your love went at 13 you got your love back and, you, and I saw you at 17 running everywhere you, I wouldn't need to tell you to run around at 17 you had to, no, I just did it. You had to slow you down I used to love doing and the it. senior lads going calm him down he was sprinting everywhere <laughs> and we just had it with a golfer recently working with where it's is he working hard because the results haven't been there and I heard my head going well maybe it's the work ethic I stopped myself fucking quick and went no he's been traumatised he's 28 he's been playing for 10 years missing cuts missing he needs to get his love back. We need to work through all his feelings and all his hurt and all his pain. His and you know what? He said to me the other day, I was at the range from 9am. I left the course at 9pm. I practised, took my headphones out, just listened to the birds, then went out and played nine, then went and played 18. I said, oh, I didn't tell you to do that. He goes, no, I just loved it. There you go. Fucking hell. Got a chance, you? Yeah, well, you have. <laughs> if, you, if, you can, if you can get that love back for, Who knows? for, for anything that you yeah. do, um, when that goes, it's it's hard to stay dedicated, and I've found that hard in the last sure. couple of years to keep dedicated, and th- and that's why I've found the right decision for me is to now retire because I feel like I'm not doing myself any justice. I feel like I'm not doing my teammates any justice, the manager any justice, and it's as scary as it is. I feel I feel like I have been treading water for the last two years. Mm. Because I know... Not because you're a lazy guy. You're one of the most driven, oh, humble no, men I know. No, because I work hard when I'm there, but I feel like I've been treading water in, in a way that I know that retirement is coming. I can see it coming. Mm. I've just been scared to, to face the fact that it's coming. Mm. And I think now's the right time for me to go into a new chapter mm. and hopefully give back 
to the younger generation mm-hmm. and, and not even just the younger generation to, to anyone that needs help mm-hmm. um, guidance mm-hmm. and that's why I want to do it through agency because mm-hmm. I feel like I can work with someone on a day to day basis mm-hmm. emotionally mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. be able to guide them mm-hmm. and, that, and that, that I have a passion in that when I talk about it I, kn- I know I have a passion in it mm-hmm. I, I don't have that kind that same kind of passion um, yeah. in, into coaching and into playing anymore I don't have mm-hmm. that passion to play no. football Mike, um, thanks for your time, mate. And uh, you know, I know, I know, where, wherever you go and doing it, and I know you're going to go into the side where you're helping players. There's very few players, and you know, I do it for a job now. But you know, there's very few players, ex-players, that I know who I would say can really guide a young player. And I know you're one of them. And this is what I hope the FA and all these people can just help help the ex-players. You've you've done all this work on yourself because you're a you're a very deep guy. B, you've been through some stuff, family stuff and personal stuff, football stuff. So you've done the therapy work and you're now able to, you know yourself pretty pretty much. And you're, so now you're able to talk openly about feelings with these young players and go, you're probably terrified today. Yeah, I am. How do you know that? All right, mate. Yeah. So was I. <laughs> what, when you were on 30 grand a week? Oh, it's petrified. <laughs> you know, so, it, it, yeah, I think I wish you all the best, man. I really appreciate, appreciate your time today. No, I really enjoyed it. Top, man. Thanks, man.